0: You're listening to Touch the Line Podcast. Touch the Line Podcast. Focused on leadership, culture, and building a team. Here's your host, Evan Silver.
1: Daniel, part two, thank you so much for being on Touch the Line Podcast. The first one was really, really great. Today, I really want to talk about, um, this might get a little bit more personal of how you deal with things, but I would love to know something that we both have in common, working with your spouse.
0: Oh, my. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so tell me, like, what does the uh, a day in the life of you and Jody at work look like?
0: It's, uh, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. In the beginning, it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, we both were working on, on the hair side. We both were hairdressers, doing what we do. And we're competitive. We're both competitive. So, you know, I might have a crazy day and come home and I'm like, Hey, you know, whatever today was, today was a $3,000 day behind the chair. And he's like, well, well, I don't, I don't care. That's ridiculous. I, I don't want to work, you know? And so we, we would go through this whole thing. It was like a, uh, <laughs> it was like a mudslinging contest. And um, then what it ended up, happening was he retired from behind the chair and started taking over the, the roles of leadership and management inside our company. And that was big because as you know, I also have other careers outside of, of the salon. So educating, speaking, all those things that I get to do, but working together is really, you know, it's definitely not for everybody. And I know you guys are together 10 years, 11 years, how many years are you?
1: 11 years married, I think 14
0: all together. So you're surviving and we're, we're about to hit 20. So I'll tell you, um, for me, it's actually a really nice thing because the reality is in our industry, we work such long hours that I would have never seen him if we didn't work together. And I think, you know, if I had been married to any other industry, they would have been like, there's something going on on the side because nobody works 14 hours a day all the time. And, um, so I really enjoy it. And I think you know, when you have, when you're with the right person, it works because you're working toward the same goal. And, you know, we have lots of goals that we work toward our financial goals. We're working to raise our child as best we can. Um, We're working to raise our, our company and the people inside of the company as best we can. So I think when you're with the person that you're supposed to be with, everything works out fine. Now, are there days that you literally want to take a staple gun and staple their forehead to something? Of course, <laughs> but <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, those are like two days out of a month, you know, overall, yeah. and and for just an hour out of out of that whole day.
1: Yeah, it's. um, I feel like Aaron would be the one stapling my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> um, Me, Aaron, and I are completely different, and yeah. it works. It's really it great works. for coming, and it's great for a relationship. So I'm the, and I know you are too. We're the dreamers. We're the yes. We're the big vision, what ifs. And my (laughs) wife is, and I know Jody's the same way, like more factual spreadsheet of how do we make this happen? Yes. Um, You know, I thought when I came to work at the salon full time, I was like, this, this could be bad. (laughs) (laughs) Like We're going to be around each other all the time. And I'm the type of guys, and Aaron's the same way, where there's times where we just got to, You know, I'll come upstairs to my office, got to separate, but I'm telling you, it's the most enjoyable thing. I'm so, so thankful. I get to work with my wife and I don't know how, how is it in the the salon? Like Aaron and I hardly, we really hardly even talk at the salon. We're in a very small building. Is that how you and Jody
0: are? 100%. And we keep everything, you know, inside of our company, we are, we're business partners. That's it. And so personal doesn't really come into our company. And when it comes to our home, you know, people ask us how our child is and we'll talk about that, but we're business and we're in there to, to lead people and to serve our community and to give a great customer experience. That's what we're there for. And, you know, so we're, we're teammates, we're strong teammates at work and then at home we're, we're together that way. So, um, you know, just, just knowing when to shut off what that's
1: really that's really good because I feel like when I want to talk about work at home, Aaron doesn't, and vice versa. It's same. It's, it's hardly same. ever we're on the same page. And one thing I learned early on um, is that we got to find out which lane we're in. Yep. So the side of the street so there's people in our company they'll they'll say hey you know X Y Z is this your side of the street and I'm like nope that's Aaron's yes or Aaron to be like nope that's Evan so it really it helps us but it actually helps our team because yeah. they don't you know there's been times I'm sure it's happened where you're like Jody says yes and then you say no and oh, of course. Say yes and he's you know,
0: like, I, I find for us that I am the uh, the strict disciplinarian in our home and Jody is the disciplinarian in our company and it at this in our company i'm like that's fine like think about it for another 24 hours before you respond to that because i think you're going to realize that you're making something out of nothing. and at home <laughs> it's the complete opposite i'm like the drill sergeant with our kid I'm like, if you don't turn youtube off right now that ipad is gone for a week and by a week i mean eight days we're going to add one two to the seven <laughs> and he knows i mean it yeah so um yeah that's great
1: you, you you had a little nugget in there, you know, wait 24 hours. I think that's really, really great advice. Yes. Um, you never want to have a conversation where their emotions are high.
0: No, Because your intelligence is in the bottom of the bucket. Yes. I love that. If you look at the world today, Evan, just look at all, everything that's going on everywhere, everywhere. When you look at all of the crazy that I refuse to be a part of, I refuse to be a part of it. Um, I look at it, I'm like, man, the amount of unintelligence that is everywhere is astounding. And if these people would take that same energy and focus that into uh, fostering children or helping cure cancer or writing cards to people that are sitting in nursing homes today, how powerful would that be? (laughs) Hey, do what we were called to do, love one another instead of tearing each other down.
1: So you, you put a post out on your social media today. Let's talk about yeah. that.
0: Yeah. So, um, and, and I'm going to give credit because I saw, <laughs> it was a very innocent thing. I posted this morning uh, a quote. I found it on a sticker and the sticker is awesome. And it just said, we are all here walking each other home. Now, all I saw was a sticker. I didn't it was a profound thing. Apparently this was written by Ram Dass. I don't know who that is, but I'm going to research that today. Because I love the quote, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna I'm gonna like this Ram Dass person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but when I saw it on the secret, so we're all here walking each other home. I thought to myself, here we are. God or whatever you believe in has placed us here for a very limited amount of time. For me, you know, I'm not a, a video game person. I think it's a total waste of time. But if people like that and it makes them happy, you do it. That's great. Um, but if you're playing a video game, I remember being a kid. You know, seeing Mario, Mario Brothers, you get to different levels. And life is exactly like that. So, you know, you're a kid, your challenges aren't that big. Your kids freak out because they got to go to bed at eight o'clock, or, you know, that's their biggest worry. And then as you become a teenager, you got to have the right kind of clothes and then the right kind of car, then you got to get this education. There's so much pressure with each level of life. And with each level of life, it presents us a new opportunity to grow bigger. And, uh, you know, I'm out of school now and have been for a very long time (laughs) and leading life. Leading my company, leading people, you know, I spoke in in two companies this past weekend. It was amazing. Um, Having a social media presence. I try so hard to let people know that I fully understand my conviction in this life. You know, I have three things. I'm called to love you. You know, we all are called to do that. Um, I love to serve you because that's, that's my servant's heart. And my, my biggest role is to let everybody know that I come in contact with, if it's a random stranger sitting beside me on the plane or in the airport or wherever, that I care about you, you know, because you don't know who's lonely out there. And so when I saw this, this quote, it said, we are all here walking each other home. You know, you and I know where our home hopefully will be. And during that time, I'm hoping that I can level up to the next level in life on that game, that life game and live to what I'm supposed to do by the standards and convictions that I'm supposed to adhere to. And, um, so for me, if you're having to walk somebody home, I immediately started to think, why would I walk somebody home? Maybe they were injured. Maybe they have lost their light. Maybe it's dark on their path and I could carry that light for them because certainly people have carried lights for me. Um, sometimes somebody just needs a shoulder or a set of ears to hear them or to lean on. And, I think we, now that we're living in this, this society that we're in with COVID restrictions, you know, our faces are covered. We, we don't hug. We don't touch. We don't do any of those things. To really let people know, to lean in and let them know, I'm here for you. You know, you might be feeling lonely or isolated today, but I want you to know that I love you. I care about you as a person, even if I don't know you, still do. And um, that, that you're not alone. And we have to understand that we are here walking each other home. I just thought it was a profound quote. and. You know, there's so many beautiful comments underneath, underneath the thread there that people are sharing, uh, including the one that told me that it was Ram Das. I was like, my apologies. <laughs> thank, <laughs> you you for, thank you for the education. But so many people are there sharing a lot of love and light. And I, I think that's just so incredibly important that we know that we're all here for just a minute, walking each other home.
1: I love that. And what I love about that is you, you let that out. You know, it's not just something you put on your Instagram. You're like, this is such a beautiful quote. You live that out. You yeah. walk the walk. And I, i
0: have I you know, all been there. I, I can remember being completely lonely in my life where I had no one. And uh, when I found someone or, you know, anybody that would even talk to me or tell me that they were thinking of me or praying for me, it meant the world because I remember what it was like being on a dark path and, yeah. and not having. Yeah.
1: Don't forget where you came from. Never. Yeah. Um, I know that's something that, that inspires you. Let's talk about work life balance. This is something that's a very hot topic. Um, I would love to, cause you wear a lot of different hats. You. So tell us, tell us the different hats that you wear just to kind of give our listeners an idea.
0: Man, They're going to be like, this guy's crazy. <laughs> so I work in the salon and I just recently cut my hours back to three days a week. Now I'm there hard for those three days. So I'm still, you're still hitting a 12 hour mark. So I can still get a good 35, 36 hour weekend if I need to. Um, And I work really hard. Just to get paid you a life you're a hairstylist, I work five columns in the salon. So it's me and four associates. So I book, I can book five guests every 30 minutes. So it is a circus in my chair, but it's a very organized circus. Um, I've been doing this for 20 years. So it works for me. And I also work as an educator with a large color company. And that's been a lot of fun. I've done that for almost 16 years. I three, actually, I can't think of this three or four. I've lost track of time. But three or four years ago, I was uh, I was reached out to by Salon Centric, which is the largest distribution for beauty in our industry. And they brought me on as their lead ambassador. So I took that role. I didn't know what it meant. I still don't really know what it means. <laughs> but I do a lot of education for all of the, the brands out there nationally um you know social media branding business leadership um and soon to be even numbers teaching you how to to finance put your money together where to invest because our industry really is weak at that so um I do that I'm a dad I should have put that first I'm I'm a husband first a dad second and then there's all these other roles that I have um I started my own company where I do coaching and that sort of thing which is really growing very quickly right now and um so I do a lot and when I see people, they tell me, well, I'm completely overwhelmed. In fact, I, I had someone reach out to me yesterday and, and they said, you know, how do you, how do you balance everything? <laughs> and I looked at the profile and like, I was messaged back I was like, how old are you? 24 was the response. And uh, I was like, do you have children? And she says, no. I was like, in, in my mind, I kind of giggle. I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs> you yeah. have no idea about balance yet, my friend. Buckle up. This is gonna be a really bumpy ride. But um I believe in my soul, I'm gonna give you a response that you're probably not gonna expect with work life balance. Number one, I'm gonna tell you it does not exist. Um, I think the only place you can balance is a seesaw or a paddle board. You know, <laughs> um work life balance to me, this is what it looks like. And it's real hard. You can work hard when you're young, so that you can balance when you're older, or you can balance and play when you're young, and pray to God that you're a unicorn and have a lot of energy to work when you're old. But I'm going to tell you, with compound interest in saving money and investing, it's way better to do it young, so that you have everything set aside for what you need to move forward. Um, and you know, if I were if I were going to have a conversation with me a long time ago, my young me. I would say, hey, buddy, <laughs> buckle up, Buttercup. You better work harder than you ever thought. I wish I would have worked harder than I did the past twenty years. And some people that work with me, they would be like, "Are you crazy? <laughs> um, I would have worked harder and I would have saved more." And so that's my that's my idea on work-life balance: work now, balance later.
1: Yeah, uh, I think that's a really great perspective. And I just saw a video this morning. It was Gary V on Instagram and I can't remember the guy that he was on stage with, but the guy said, there's no such thing as work, life, work, life balance. We have choices
0: and the choices
1: you choose, you're dealt with um, those. And I was like, man, that's really great because there are times where I have a choice and I'm like, no, because I want to spend it with my family or, or there's times where I'm like, yes, this is a great opportunity and Aaron's like, yes, go do that. That I, I love that explanation. I've never heard that before. Why do you think our industry, a, a lot of people see our industry unprofessional or they don't see us as successful because as you know, we, we are licensed Well, I say yeah. we, I'm not a service provider, but we're licensed. We deal, we're a service industry, just like a lawyer, a doctor. Kind Absolutely. Of, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that.
0: I love that. And, you know, there have been times that I, again, I was embarrassed to be in a hairdresser or telling, not embarrassed to be in one, but embarrassed telling people, especially in sophisticated social circles. Um, You know, one of the examples that I have is where we live now. You know, when people have asked us, what do you do for a living in this neighborhood? And when you tell them that one's retired and one's a hairdresser, they look at you like a dog with their head tilted and, I'm like, yeah. And then I'm sure they're thinking, well, there must be a, tr- a trust fund there. No, there's no trust fund uh, or a silver spoon. I actually joke and said, I think I had, <laughs> I think I had one of those sports from Kentucky fried chicken that was left on the floor <laughs> in my mouth when I was a child versus silver, a uh, silver spoon. But um, growing through being a hairdresser, you know, people look at us as people that are uneducated or, you know, that we couldn't make it to college. And granted, I did struggle in school, of course, Um, I have ADHD. There's a lot of things that I've battled with. However, here's what I know. Um, The investments that I have placed into being a hairstylist every year after I got my license and I started to earn money, I would give myself 10 percent back in education. So my first year as a hairstylist, which was 20 years ago, um, I made one hundred and seventeen thousand dollars. So I wanted to give myself eleven thousand dollars back in education. So I, I went to Barcelona, Spain. I studied advanced color. I started taking a lot of different classes and then every year behind that I would go to Europe. So um, I think now I've actually, and it means absolutely nothing, but I think I have 12 different countries and certifications in, in hair. And when I totaled that up, my total investment back into hair and education is just over half a million dollars. So you're looking wow. at $500,000 education, just as much as an attorney that's got a great degree or, or whatnot. So I am no different than them. And when I look at what we do, you know, even how I work inside the salon, I work with associates to help me move through quickly. An attorney works with paralegals. A dentist works with hygienists, a, a high-end fashion designer, Tom Ford, Mark Jacobs. They don't sew those clothes. <laughs> they don't go to the store and pick out that fabric. They have the vision. And, you know, there, we could do another podcast called Vision Versus Sight because they're two very different things. And so knowing what you do, and I remember as I would graduate each year inside this industry and eventually working my way up to a seven figure a year income as a hairstylist, hairdressers would look at me like, how do you do that? And I'm like, because I made the choice that I wasn't going to be the status quo of what's there. You have to understand in our industry. There's stats that came out and I can't remember if they came from the professional beauty association or anyway, there was, there were stats that came out 73% of the women that work in our industry are single moms, 59%. Are you ready for this? 59% of our industry have been sexually, physically or verbally abused at some point in life. So you're working around people that are severely broken. What we have to remember, I saw this quote the other day. It said broken crayons, still color. And so you're dealing with people that come from a, a place that are broken and they're trying to pour what they don't have in other people. You see this with comedians. There's comedians. A lot of times there's a lot of them that have taken their own lives. They were the most, look at Robin Williams, one of the most depressed people. And all he tried to do was make other people happy. Yeah. And so in our industry, people, they've never been seen before. They, they feel like they're invisible. So, they do things to their hair or their bodies to become visible. You know, and you can read the psychology of self mutilation when it comes to all the things that hairdressers might do. There's some, it's cool. If you have piercings, that's fine. Tattoos are fine. Like, but when your whole body is that, it's like you're almost trying to camouflage who you are. And so, there's a lot of psychology there. And I think we as an industry, people like you and I, the, the light carriers of the industry, we have to step up and show people what standards and values are and that we are professionals and and to take a, a saying right out of Ritz Carlton's mouth, we are ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen and we have to step into that light. When people come to have their hair done with me, I remember when they would, you know, I first started, women would come in with their Louis Vuitton bags and their Gucci and all these fancy things and at that time I thought that mattered. And I thought, oh man, I wish I could afford those kind of things. And, um, you know, when you surround yourself with people that Warren Buffett said this one, he was like, if you're, if you hang out with five millionaires, you become the sixth. So you just kind of grow yourself. And I think the the type of establishments and organizations like you and I lead or all the organizations out there. We should be a leader that's quote unquote, cool that people want to be like what we're doing. We're setting the bar a little bit higher than what's been there previously. So, um, our industry definitely, I do think, is making a shift again in a different direction. 2020, if anything, uncovered that our industry was very ill-equipped financially and that we needed to make some changes.
1: I agree with you. 2020 was kind of eye-opening for a lot of people. I know in our company, we do financial planning for people in our company that, you know, because people come right out of school and... They want they start making a little bit of money, but they don't know how to budget it. And so mm-hmm. we've had people over at our house and it's like, hey, let's get a budget. Like that's the first thing is you gotta know what's coming in, what's going out. And yeah. it's such a simple thing. That's the easy thing dude. The second the the hardest thing is actually going by the budget. Yes. I, I love that you spoke on that. And you are that light to be like you're just not like another I don't want to say statistic. You're like, hey, what if, what if you changed your mindset? And I think it's just all a mindset.
0: You change like your they, mind, you change your life.
1: Yes. Yes. You you always coach to, or you always speak to everyone that, who is a mentor or coach needs to have a mentor and a coach. Yes, yes. Tell me, you don't have to give me names, but like, <laughs> I'm assuming you have a mentor or a coach and how have they influenced you?
0: Um, well, we actually have a coach today that's coaching our salon. You're one of our coaches too, which is kind of cool. Coaches are people for me when I'm choosing a coach and I'm going to do a social media post about this very soon. um, And I, it's a picture of sugar or salt. I don't know which one it is. And it's essentially saying salt and sugar look the same, but they're not, you know, you have to, you have to look and taste and see what the difference is. So for me, when I'm looking for a coach or a mentor, that's a process. I want to make sure it's somebody that walks in the same ethics and values that I seek. Uh, Rumi once said, what you seek is seeking you. And so finding the people that you need to be around that make you better. Um, I want people to lead me that have already paved a way in an area that I want to be part of, you know, front desk coaching I we we haven't had a really super strong front desk that's why I brought you in to really get that guest experience through the roof we have a coach the one that we're having today he's he's the top of his game and he will lead us to where we need to be and you know there was there was a point in time I said well I think we need to look at opening a second location and he he was like no 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 you're not ready for a second location and here's why you still have about 22% growth that you can maximize this location before you think about spending the money and increasing your overhead. And I was like, wow. And I was so glad that I listened to that based on 2020. So, having people that really know what they're talking about, and, and you don't have to have somebody inside your industry as that coach. You know, I went to Disney Leadership, Disney Institute last year, or I'm sorry, two years ago. And uh, it was absolutely a life-changing experience. Ritz-Carlton, the same way. Getting this type of leadership outside of what we do, because whatever industry you're in, if you keep following what other people are doing, chances are they might look good on social media, but they might be about to close up shop. So we have to find other ways to develop and repurpose what we do. You would have, I know you're not a hairstylist, but when I started 20 years ago, I would have never thought that I would have to have a Canon camera for video or a Nikon camera for great images or various tripods for certain filming or uh, stabilizers or podcast screens or the Blue Yeti mic. Or if you would have told me I was going to have all this nonsense back then, I would have been like, you have lost your mind. I need a round (laughs) brush, shears, texturizing blades, a razor, a comb, and I'm good. Right. (laughs) So but we've gone into the photography industry. We've gone into video editing. We've gone into a lot of things.
1: We're going to wrap this up, but I I want to, I want to ask you this last question. Sure. You're passionate about a lot of things. What are the, what is the most passionate thing you're passionate about right now? And I'm going to exclude your family out of that.
0: Okay. My Uh most passionate thing that I'm passionate about right now is really, I know that I'm being called in a different direction. So uh, there's no, I feel it with every fiber of my being. So right now I'm most passionate about just growing, being open and, and really leaning into a gift of discernment right now to, to see where I'm needed next and how I can better serve the next phase of whatever it is that I'll do.
1: I love that. I can't wait to hear what that is. One book, (laughs) one book. I said, that was my last question. One book somebody's listening, they want to get into leadership. What's just one?
0: My gosh, you know, that's going to be impossible for me. I see you looking at your stack. I'm of looking books. around. I'm like, Oh my gosh. In my office. I can't think of one in particular, but it is going to be John Maxwell. Hands yes. down. I love John Maxwell. He's a man of integrity and class and I just love him. So John C. Maxwell, he has so many books. <laughs> you so- can
1: literally pick any.
0: Yeah, you could go to his website and see the list. You know, depending on where you're being led right now in your life, look for the the book that speaks to you. Um, Again, if you're a leader, uh, Good Leaders Ask Great Questions is probably one of my very favorite books. Um, Oh, and I'll throw one more that's not John Maxwell. Um, Darren Hardy. Um, And the book is The Compound Effect. The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. That's so good. All right. A little bit of... A little bit of investment each day can take you somewhere really big in the grand scheme. Oh, and one more. (laughs) One last favorite book. I know you asked for one, but I'm going to give you three books. One is John Maxwell, Good Leaders Ask Great Questions. The next one is by Darren Hardy, and it's called The Compound Effect. That one's amazing. But one really powerful book that will shift maybe how your business has been going and just understanding that you may have a superstar right there in your company right now is called The Dream Manager. That book is a game changer. When you see a different set of eyes, what they can provide to your company, your bottom line, and moving it forward, its they're all great. So sorry for the three, but...
1: <laughs> no, more the merry. I ordered the Dream Manager in December. And funny story I want to tell our listeners. So I was in your company a couple of weeks ago, and we started talking about the Ritz Carlton and I pulled out a book that I brought with me that I was going to read. <laughs> and I was like, have you ever heard this book? I I just got it yesterday. And you said, I Indeed. just ordered that yesterday. And we were like, <laughs> I don't know if anybody else in the room felt that, but I was just like, what are the chances that we both. Same
0: book.
1: Order and the he's same
0: amazing. Book? Um, Horst Schultz he's, he's such an incredible guy. What he did for Ritz Carlton and, and how he, how he empowered the other people inside Ritz. Even if your job is in janitorial or um, sanitation, it doesn't matter what you do in the Ritz-Carlton, you're empowered that you can make the experience better. And so he is amazing. And, and that book is going to be solid.
1: Yes. Yes. I can't wait to read it. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for taking your time to be on Touch the Line podcast. You mean the world to Aaron and I and to our company. Um, you People can follow you on, Instagram at Daniel Mason Jones, you inspire our industry, but even outside of our industry. So keep doing what you're doing. Is there any last words you would like to give a small business owner as we wrap this up?
0: Stay encouraged. It's a hard job. <laughs> Leadership is not for the pain of heart and just know um, that you have a bigger calling on your life than just your company where you are. So people are looking to you right now um, to lead them as a mentor. So just do great things in the world and, and Pause for 24 hours if you need to and stay kind.
1: Love it. Thanks, Daniel.
0: Thank you. Thanks for listening to Touch the Line Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel wherever you're listening.